The Freebuy Super Series is back. From August 28th to September 6th, America's Card Room will host the Freebuy Super Series 2, where you can compete for your share of $150,000 guaranteed prize pool absolutely free. Every one of the 57 events in the Freebuy Super Series is free to enter with guaranteed prize pools starting at $500 and spiral all the way up to the $20,000 main event. Where else can you win a share of $150,000 prize pools without spending a penny? Visit americascardroom.com today. Okay, welcome to Ask Alex episode 55 on the oneouter.com podcast sponsored by americascardroom.com. If you want 27% rate back from americascardroom.com then simply sign up for your account by clicking on one of the advertisements on the oneouter.com website. Follow us on Twitter at oneouter.com and join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash oneouter. This episode's and all other previous episodes are on oneouter.com and also via iTunes for free. Just search One Outer Podcast. Alex, episode 55. Uh, it's been a whole week, uh, chuckle, chuckle, since I spoke with you. <laughs> yeah, man, a lot of time. How about that? current event that occurred that <laughs> I have yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah you were, you, were, you, were, you ran so good to make the final table in the WPT you're going to look like a genius if that happens right <laughs> yeah well I'm actually saying it hoping that like I've tempted fate and you got a run in it that's why <laughs> so yeah. that's one of those weird things like you go a little while without like you know, like running really well, like in a big tournament, you kind of like forget you can, you know, you maybe yeah. like, it's like, oh yeah, I'll just show up, you know, I'll play the WPT, some goofy stuff will happen, I'll bust out, right? You kind of think like, because honestly, that's what happens most of the time. But then like once in a while you say that, I think like, oh yeah, there's no reason I can't final table. In fact, it's a little more likely it's me than other people. So yeah, hopefully... You know, hopefully, we, you know, hopefully we get it in this time. We get to, you get to see your boy on TV doing, doing all those, doing all that stuff he talks about in webinars. And the good thing well, is, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, no, I was just going to say the the good thing is, is you never know when it is. And like I've said it before, you never know where you are on that curve. Even if you're on a huge downswing, it's like, okay, I'll play tonight and then, like you say, bang, boom, you know, like first online, and it's like yeah. 30k or something. You just yeah, never exactly. Know. Well, it's weird. Like if I think about it, like my like my like proportions of like I, I've been okay financially, but like my proportions of like winning sessions and losing sessions lately, I've been like I've been posting a lot more like small losses than like. In a while, and like, you know, I do the EV calcs and stuff, and it's like, all right, you know, you're running bad. I mean, uh, if this was up until I started grinding on ACR, like up until uh, like Las Vegas, like every session in Las Vegas and every session on Stars before. And it's like, if I'd really been thinking about it, I think I would have gone mental, right? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, it's, yeah, it's just like, you know, any day it turns around. I, don't, I had a friend who was like, you know, man, in tournament poker, all it does take is one good day. Like, that's it, you know, and then you put, you know, everything goes around. And you think about it, they, yeah, that's kind of true, you know, it just takes it just takes one good day. And, they, like, one of my best memories was, like, getting out of a downswing. Like, I mean, in Malta, I thought, like, my career was, like, over. I, I, I couldn't win for, like, months and months and months, and then I finally said, you know, I showed up and I was like, I'm just going to have fun playing today and see what happens and like just open everything I feel like opening 
three betting every hand. I feel like three betting. And then, yeah, I final table the Sunday 100R and the Sunday Million with the chip lead. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, that's pretty <laughs> yeah. cool, you know. And then, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, like, and I told my, my roommate, like, woke up. He was this German dude, right, like a high stakes uh, heads up player. He was like, how was your night? I was like, I final table the million. He was like, ah, that's good, man. How was your night? I was like, I final table the million. <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He literally, like, stopped in his tracks. Like, what? what, what? <laughs> like, but, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's, it's true. You never know. Like, even when I used to play, I remember just you, you load up and you're like, wow. I'm, before you know it, a few hours get in, you're deep you go, I've actually got a chance here, and then, you know, you make the final or whatever, and then you're pushing for, you know, the good fun, because that's what everybody yeah. plays for, to make the final table, you know, it's a game, and it's that's the best part of the game, it's like, you know, yeah, yeah, sort of it's, like full it, bonus level or something, like you played all the crappy levels to get back to play <laughs> or something. Well, I was, I, was, I was reading Jim McManus's book, uh, not positively Fifth Street, I read that, man, like 10 years ago, but uh, he he has some new book. Uh, well, I guess it's not new. It's probably like five years old, right? But it's called Cowboys Full, and it's like uh, it's the history of poker. And they're talking about like every U.S. president playing poker, and they're talking about you know it's just like what we do growing up in the states, right? And I'm sure I'm sure you guys do it in the United Kingdom a bit more because obviously we share quite a bit culture-wise. I mean, not more, but like uh, you guys, you guys do quite. You guys play it quite a bit too. And you guys play some of the variants. Like we used to play back when we had testicles, before people would, uh, you know, it was all limit poker and stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's 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 weird. Like getting deep in tournaments now, like holding chips and stuff. It's like, man, this is like, it, it's weird to think like this goes back generations and generations. My dad used to like play cards. Uh, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like my dad used to, uh, my dad used to play cards, like play cards for money all the time. My grandfather used to, and that and you sit there and you're going for the big wins. I'm like, man, they never had those opportunities. You know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah. real exciting. You feel like it's a culmination. Like, man, I'm a, I get to do so many things other people don't get to do. And I, I think if you take the time to appreciate it, uh, something Carlos Welch said, he, he just did like an interview for our site. I think I, if it's not posted, it's going to be posted by the time you hear this. Uh, but it, it, he uh, he was like, I think it's really weird when people tell you you can't feel good, you can't feel bad, you got to keep like an even emotional keel. It's like really important to like, you know, feel it, right? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you got to feel it because like, <laughs> Lord knows you're going to be feeling it when it goes down, whether you want to or not, you know, like, <laughs> so you better feel it when it goes up. So, yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. He took, he took umbrage with my uh, impression of him, by the way. He said it, I sounded like calm Obama when I was, <laughs> I was doing him. I thought it was Morgan Freeman. Eh? <laughs> yeah, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That, Totally, when you hear my voice, that's the first thought everybody has. Is like, that's the white Morgan Freeman, man. Listen to that. <laughs> listen to that baritone. <laughs> like, but yeah, yeah, let's get it in. It's good to be here. I'm glad to be doing this show again. Yeah. So, so you're all uh, like we joked at the start. Yeah, the last show we did, um, it was actually recorded yesterday, and um, Alex, we sort of made a, a joke about. It. I can't remember what the full part was, but it was. Oh, it was Alex going. You know we talk tomorrow, Barry. Don't you? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Alex. But yeah, it's not a big secret. It's not like we're a live, you know, current event show or anything. Yeah, but it really. was quite funny. It's just 
the t- when we are recording episodes in advance, uh, when we both have stuff on, it is quite funny the timeline because this could be coming out. This will be coming out after we know Alex's results. Yeah, of the WPT sort of thing. Yeah, I could have so. gone into a racist rant on TV in the United States, like by the time yeah. you heard this, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it could all, be game over. Yeah, it could be like, you know what I mean? You're all listening to this, going, "Man, that dude really mellowed out between that time and this podcast." Like, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. And, and listen, he might never be back. He might win the WPT, yeah, no. and you know, he'd never be back. Retire. <laughs> I think like I've I've wondered that like if I won the main event like would I still do the one outer podcast and like I thought you know I probably like even if I moved on to like just writing and stuff like I, I think I'd do the one hour podcast just because I just genuinely enjoy doing this like yeah also you didn't read the small print contractually you are he figured it out at the beginning he was like I'll do yeah. a regular show with you Chuck like I got you, I got you back but yeah we're uh so just for a bit of daydreaming that what like what does what does Mr. Fitzgerald do if he wins first WPT. What what is it for first? I imagine it must be. I think it's like a mill in this. Yeah, I was about right. to say like nine hundred thousand or something. Yeah, yeah, mill. Yeah. A lot. Of... So all right, you win a million dollars. Then what's the plan? What can you share with us? What uh, the plan? Is? So... Uh, well, first I gotta pay back uh, my buddy who buys shares, and then I gotta pay back. Let's see, I gotta pay the United States government. And after that, um, I don't have nearly as much money as a lot of people think I have after a million dollar win. But uh, no, I I I think like um, if I if if I won, like I I think well I'd I'd obviously pay off my house and all that, right? I I probably uh, I have like a little plan to like. It, essentially, like if I if I buy like a little plot of land here and put a very simple home. Here, which could cost like as little as like sixty, eighty thousand dollars, if I do it in the right area here in Costa Rica, and I put it in my mother's name, she gets a residence, and it's kind of oh. it's it, it's kind of hard uh, legally to get her a residence otherwise. So that would be uh, that'd be pretty cool. So it'd be pretty much like pay off my house, get my mom a home, and I I think about it like I don't think I'd change a lot, but I, I really want to write a lot more. Because writing, you can really, like, reach a bunch of different people. Uh, whereas, like, the one-on-one los- lessons are actually, like, very good for me, like, financially. Uh, and they're very good for the students, too, because, like, when I'm speaking to you personally, I can readily, like, I end up, like, yelling at them, like a foot American football coach, you know, like, you know, hey, you got to work on this, hey, you got to work on that. And, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of it that does work, but... uh that takes a little bit more out of me than I would generally like. It's uh, like I, I'm just exhausted the rest of the day when I do personal lessons, which is fine. It's not like ex- I, I don't want to say like it, it, I, there's no part of me that regrets that because I know the reason I have a thousand clients is like I go out to like kill myself in every lesson. Like I just go full bore and trying to get you everything I could possibly think of to help you. And that's why so many of my clients have done well, but I would probably like, uh, right now I do that quite a bit more. That that was the whole thing. Like, uh, before Twitch came in, I was doing more like recordings of me playing more like webinars. And that was pretty enjoyable because you reach a lot of different people at one time. And then, uh, 
then, you know, like Twitch came out and, you know, everybody can see everybody playing. So, of course, you know, it's, it's hard to sell a video of something people can now get for free. And, mm. uh, you, you, you know, like the webinars are good, but like I had to go back to mostly personal lessons. And like I probably would, you know, there's a part of me that goes like, you know, it, it wants to be like, F you all, I'm going to go write, <laughs> for, you know, I'm going to sit around and write the great American novel. But, yeah, there's probably... I probably would just write a lot more. That's really what, I mean, I write for free and I've written for free since I was like, I've gotten paid to write since I was 14, but I've, I've written since I was like 12 years old, like, you know, just hanging out writing like all the time. Like this, that's just really, really what I enjoy doing. So I, pro I would really probably, you know, if I had some savings, I might, uh, you know, I might just do less personal lessons or just like one per day. I mean, uh, or like, you know, one day a week, I really do it. Or, or just have like weeks, I come back and like really go hard and then yeah. like help everybody. And then, you know, like not do it for like a month or two again. Whereas like now it's like, I really enjoy my life because like every morning I'm like reviewing ads and working with people and stuff like that. But like, uh, there's a huge time commitment and, uh, I, I don't get to, I don't get to research like new ideas in the game as much as I'd like. I still come across a lot of different things anyway, just like generally going through hand histories, trying to come up with new solutions. But uh, like there's only so much time I have to like play and like analyze poker. And a lot of it is taken up by uh, repetition with, uh, with my lessons, which is cool. But I, I would like to, uh, I, I'd like that to not just be the focus of my life. Like, like it's been the last like three years, you know what I mean? Like four years. I've just been, uh, it, I guess there's also a selfish part of this too, where it's like, uh, you know, back when like 2007, I had no boss, you know what I mean? Like now it's, uh, my boss is, uh, my boss is like my bills, you know what I mean? My boss is my mortgage payments. My boss is my like, yeah. you know, the accountant's bills, the lawyer's bills and stuff like that. And to like pay all those, you know, my students then kind of become my boss, you know what I mean? And that doesn't mean I don't want to work with my students, but I'd like it to be on my own terms again, I guess is what I'm taking a very long time to say, but you know what I'm saying? Like I, I would like to, you know, and I'd like to spend a little more time doing things I like. And I'll probably just, I, I, I haven't taken, uh, what was it? My uh, mental coach, John Wood, he was asking me like, you know, how many hours do you work per week? You know, and I was like 60, you know, and he's like, what? <laughs> you know, and like, since how long? I was like, since I was 18. I mean, when I was 18, it was like 80 hours a week. I didn't have much of a choice. You know what I mean? Like more than that. And he's like, okay, so you've worked 60 hours a week since you were 18. Like, what was the, when was the last time you took like three weeks off? I was like, never, like, you know, like literally never in 10 years, two weeks off. Like, I don't think so. Like a week off. Yeah. I've taken a week off, you know, I've been, I've, I've taken a week, but like, yeah, I should probably, I probably would take like a month off and just be, you know, do, do want the one outer podcast and that'd be it. <laughs> you know, just chill, chill, chill out. <laughs> yeah. Play through all these damn video games. Like I, I got like, dude, I got like bookcases full of like hundreds of books and like hundreds of video games. And it's like, I just, you know, I play some of them. Like eventually, you know, I've been, I, I, I'm not going to lie, like, I, I don't have, a, you know, free time or whatever, but, like, it's not like I get to just, it's kind of weird because when I was a kid, all I wanted was, like, books and video games. It's like, a, 
and comic books and stuff like that. Now I'm an adult and I can afford all that, but I don't have the time to read any of it, you know what I mean? So it'd be like, yeah. it'd be cool just to like have one day. It was like, it'd, be, it'd just be cool to have a week where it's like, I'm just going to play PlayStation. That's all I'm going to do. Because I haven't had that in my adult life, you know what I mean? It's like, that's the funny thing. People are always like, man, I wish I had the money you you had, man. I could do whatever I wanted. I was like, yo, man, you don't need money to do that. I've got friends who since high school have done nothing but play PlayStation. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> all you, you got to do is be a bum with no pride, you know? That's all, all you got to do, you know, and just stay at your it, parents' it's house. True. It's true. I think, I think we maybe discussed it before, but there was like that old um, story about like a fisherman that's... Uh, He's sitting there, oh, and yeah. he goes out, fishes a couple of hours, comes back, has drinks with his friend, and makes enough. And then this guy from out of town, like an American, is like, yeah, why don't you take on another boat and expand and do that? And then it's like the story goes on, like, yeah, and then you take on three boats, and then you become like a processor, and you start exporting <laughs> yeah, fish to like yeah. New York and Japan and all that. And he goes, and you become a millionaire, and you do all this, and he's like, and then you can just go out fishing a couple of hours a day and then chill uh, <laughs> chill with your friends and beers. He's like, man, that's what I do already. Yeah, you know? exactly. He's, con- so true. he's already yeah. conquered the world. It's like, uh, well, it was like, it, it's kind of funny because uh, there's this guy who wants to battle me now. He's a Mexican battle rapper, right? And I was like, oh, my God, the, like, you know, like the jokes are just countless, right? You know what I mean? Just it, obviously because there's tension between the states and Mexico. And like uh, the dude really wants to do it. And I was thinking like it's it's so hypocritical like making fun of them though because there's a lot of like Mexican towns I go to. And I'm like these people have conquered life, man. Like this, this is awesome. Like they just hang out, man. That's just what they do. They just hang out. And, you know, they got enough money. They're fine. It does really go back to that old adage. They're just chilling. It's. I think it's the old thing of if you're not materially motivated for like the latest flat screen TV. You know, if you can yeah. get a flat screen TV and keep it for ten years, yeah, then fine. you're going. You're going to do fine. If you're one of these guys that has to get the new Sony because it's an extra inch, you know, <laughs> uh, bigger, and the sound is slightly crisper or whatever, then. I think you're just pissing against the wind. Yeah, it's true. It's like, there's no way you're going to ever be happy. Whereas, you know, if you can just get, not get by, but just be happy, like not need the latest thing and crazy money, like a 5K watch or, you know, a 50K car and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, you want to do that, then you got to just get out and do whatever you want, if that's for you, but... Um, when I was really young, I used to think, oh, that's what you'll be. Now, I like, really couldn't give a shit, you know? No, I'm it's the just... same way. Like, I, you know, people, I don't, I don't, like, I spend money on, like, video games and books. That's, like, my thing, right? But, like, that's not that much money, you know what I mean? Like, I, I pretty much give all the money to my wife, and she's really good with money, like, crazy good, right? Like, I don't know where that, I mean, just very fiscally responsible, very good at, ascertaining the quality to various purchases and stuff like that. But like, I always wonder like, why do I work so hard if I really don't care about the money? Right. You know, like I, I really don't, you know, like I like my nice things, you know what I mean? But it's not like if you ever came to my house, it's not like a palace. It's like, it's a very small quaint home. And I mean, it's actually not that, I mean, like it's got, 
it's got like some floor space or whatever, but it's not like, you know, multi-level, like, you know, here's the theater room or whatever, yeah, right? You don't have the jacuzzi in the floor like no. Scarface. No, no, I, no, no, sir, no, no pile of coke either. I lost it. That, 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 that one maid, man, I told, I told my wife she was no good. Now my mountain of coke's missing. But like, no, uh, but like, I always wonder, like, why do I, you know, like, why do I work so hard if, I don't really care about the money. And it's like, I, you know, I'm reading Atlas Shrugged right now. And it's like, I, I don't know. Have you ever read this book, Barry? No, that Ayn Rand or yeah, something, it, isn't it? Dude, I, I've never read it. I know I, it's on my list. It's yeah. like, it, it's supposed to be like one of the greatest American books I, yeah, of all time. But old, yeah. the passages where like, they're discussing like people who just work so hard and they're like, you know, they're, they're like, you know, they come home to this like beautiful house and they don't even care. But like, it, it's one of those, there's one scene in the book where like the guy's looking at a storm and he's, he, he, they can't get him away from the window. He has this, like, he's having this opulent party in his huge house. Right. And he started from very, very like humble beginnings. And he now has all this and they like, they can't drag him away from this storm. And like, Finally, somebody comes up to him who's like another, you know, industrialist in this book are essentially like angels, according to her, right? They're just the greatest people of all time. Yeah. It's the most American thing you've ever read, right? But he, yeah. but he says, like, the whole reason you do what you do is just so you can look out against that storm and know you've created a little enclave here. And, you know, and they, it, it goes into, like, responsibility, like, why... <clears throat> like why hardworking people have to like take care of it. It's really weird because it's very anti, like uh, I, I, I guess the welfare state, but there is a, you know, why do you take people with you along? Like, why do you do so much good for them? And he goes, you know, like uh, I, I just don't even feel it to them. It's so much. I, I just, you know, this is what I do. I just, yeah. I don't even feel it. It's what I, I was put on this earth to do. So I'll do it for them and it's like just to temper the storm just to be against the storm and I, you know i'm re I, there's like tears in my eyes while i'm reading this like i was just you know but my I, it's a very it's a very cool book it's uh you should i heard they, i heard they made a film or they were making a film recently really? uh, not long ago and yeah i think the film got a little bit slated but i think it is out there maybe there's or part one of it is. I think or there's an original. Sure. I think it's just like 1984. I'm sure there's a 60s film that's horrible. Like it's just. Yeah. I don't know how you'd make a film. It's like a thousand. It's like a, an 1100 page book or something like. Well, yeah. Which, by the way, like I used to think, like I read the book Aztec, which is this. It's supposed to be like the greatest historical fiction book of all time, and it's like it's 1200 pages, single spaced size 10 print large pages and i was like geez that was way too much man it's like every book i pick up now is like that big it's like atlas shrug 1200 pages game of thrones 1200 the last entry is like 1200 pages it's like my god you guys gotta you know you got you gotta keep some of this stuff in or you know like oh yeah. omit needless words <laughs> like you know it's <laughs> we can we can wrap this up sometimes guys like we don't have to go on a monologue every third page but yeah anyway anyway well. yeah I, as always it's great fun pleasure when we we randomly rant and stuff and whatever and 
I enjoy it, and I, I, I know do too. Stuff from it, so I do enjoy it. Yeah, like, I, I forget it. the show. Let's just talk, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> let's just talk. Let's just BS. No, it puts me yeah. in a good mood to answer like the yeah, poker that's questions okay. too. Let Let's get the poker questions in, uh, and we'll see how we go. And um, the first one is from Doug. Alex, what do you think about making good money on say online cash games, playing super tight and nitty style? Um, do you think it's possible to still make money this way? Thanks. Uh, yeah, there's one way to like make money, and I don't. There, it, there's like uh, I, I was talking about um, uh, when I was uh, when I was a kid. Like they had this game in my my uh, my my high school cafeteria where there was no ante, there were no blinds. Right? It was just all you did was indicate whether you wanted to enter or not. And I remember sitting in that game, and I wasn't a particularly, like, bright child. Like, I look back, and I was definitely pretty stupid on some things. But I remember thinking, like, if there was, like, a Chinese immigrant here, and you just taught them the rules of the game, and you just taught them, like, wait for aces, they would make money, right? So it's kind of preposterous. People ventured much further from that, right? I didn't use quite those words. I think I was, like, you know, like, just wait for aces, right? And that that was pretty much it. And there are some games where, like, the rake is, like, low enough and, like, the blinds aren't as big of a factor. Well, what game where would the blinds not be as big of a factor? That'd be, like, full ring, right? But, like, there's a lot of guys I know who, like, back in the day just made money, like, set mining. Like, that was it. Like, all they did was set mine in full yeah. ring games. Like, it, it sounds like a joke, but that's pretty much it. And they would, like, pot control with, like, an overpair. Because they were like, oh, you could lose a lot of money here. You know what I mean? they just never be caught out of position. And they had, like, the worst game you can imagine. Like, they, by the way, if you play, like, if you play that on Poker Stars now, you'll, like, get eaten alive, right? Like, back in the day, you could make it with, like, playing, like, 10-8 or 11-9, but that's just not going to happen anymore. But you know where it works really good is, like, very local sites, right, or, like, sportsbook sites. So, like, uh, in Scotland, I think you guys have something called Sky Poker, where there's no, like, like HUDs allowed or anything like that, and it's just, like, punters, right? It's just, like, whatever. Like, that would be a great site to employ this strategy. Uh, like uh, Sweden, I know has like a government website that like you can play on that people play really bad on. South Africa has like uh, national sites. Brazil has national sites. When I was in Asia, I was on this Malaysian site. Oh wait, excuse me. Like I, I wasn't in Malaysia. I was uh, playing on a Malaysian site, and I remember thinking to myself, it was pretty strange they had a local site because uh, you don't really think of the infrastructure of Malaysia. As it, nor the Islamic element to really lending itself towards online gambling, but they had like sites, and then uh, it, it it was uh, there there was definitely like you can find a lot of like local sites where people are still punting, and that's really where you can play like very tight and make a living. I really recommend that if you're going to uh, if you, if you're like I don't know anything about poker, but I want to start making money at poker. Yeah, like just go to the small sites. And if you want to go to the dot coms, not the local sites, I mean, wh- whatever you do, just do not go on Poker Stars. Like, America's Card Room has insanely soft games. Like, it, when I see, like, 50 NL there, like, I just laugh, right? It's kind of weird. Like, 25 NL is, like, tougher than 50 NL from what I've seen. I, I don't know why. There's a lot of guys, like, really trying to beat 25 NL. 
But, like, you'll see, like, I had a guy in a $1,000 pot, like, call me, like, final board was six of spades, five of spades, four of spades, two, two of hearts, right? Some in, like, jack. And the guy called me with a ace, queen, high, no spade, right? It was, like, all in for, like, a $1,000 pot, right? And wow. I was, like, uh, and, the, like, that just goes down, you know what I mean? And it's, like, you can play on America's Card Room. I really like the games. Uh, 888 Poker, iPoker. Uh, you, uh, those sites are decent. I really like iPoker because it takes a lot of sports books pe- uh, people into it. Party poker is all right, uh, but whatever you do, just do not go on stars. Like I, I hate to sound like Mister Anti Stars, but it's like it, the the problem with stars is it's like the software is really good, so it gets all the regs want to play there because they're lazy. And they just don't want to deal with, like, any problem when it comes to software. But, like, you know, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, most other softwares. It's just, like, not, you know, it's not, like, crazy solid, you know what I mean? So you have to, like, I I, I find nothing wrong with, like, America's card room. Like, uh, Like, nothing. And, like, there's, like, you know, when they talked to me, they were like, we want you to play on the site, you know. I hadn't ever played on there. I went and played there. I was like, this is pretty good. Like, this is really good. You know what I mean? I can play, like, 12 tables there. And, like, you know, but people will be like, I like stars because it, like, auto grabs a time bank. And I'm like, really? You can't click the time bank button? You know what I mean? Like, that, you know, you're going to give up on all these profits? Uh, just because, <laughs> You know, just because, like, you know, it, it's like, and by the way, the t- auto time bank thing pisses me off sometimes because I'll, like, you know, it just drains my time bank on some table I missed. And, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, like 888 software, like, really kills me inside. And, like, if you're not playing on Titan, like, the, uh, a lot of the iPoker software can be pretty bad. But, like, uh, like, Titan's pretty good, you know, and Party's pretty decent. And, yeah, it's just, like, play on these uh, smaller sites. Like, you want to go full ring, uh... It, you want there to be a good rakeback program. That's the other thing. You really got to look for the rakeback. I think if you fish around, you can still get like pretty good rakeback on uh, iPoker. Uh, it, it will. You'll probably have to play on like crappier software to get it. Uh, I think. I think you can still just go to two plus two and like just search like iPoker rakeback, or just like I think you can just look it up and you'll be fine. Uh, America's Card Room is the site I play on because the 27% rakeback is, like, pretty significant. And the games are really soft, and the software is just insanely cool. I, I, it's, uh, it, it's, it, it lends itself to, like, uh, uh, allowing a lot of people to play. And I kind of – they shave a few seconds off the time bank. Uh, like, you can – like, if you need it, they'll give you two minutes of time bank. But I mean just, like, the immediate play in, like – what I've noticed is that really, like on stars, like everybody wants to time bank over everything. And it's like just the fact, like it lets you know, like, hey, the time bank, it actually gives you the time, but it like it does this thing where it shows you you don't have a ton of time, like right away. And it seems to speed people up. And that's yeah. pretty cool if, if like you've studied poker and you know what you want because people really flub. Like, all you have to do is go, oh, by the way, I still have 30 seconds, right? But because it has a timer that changes color, right? Which, like, really gives the immediacy to a lot of people, you know what I mean? And it's like, I, I don't know why. I like that because it, it, 
puts people up a little bit. And yeah, I mean, you know, there's million dollar tournaments and there's uh, tons of cash games running and there's, you know, there's cool stuff. Like if you play like, you know, if you play cash games a couple days a week, they put you into a free tournament where you could go to Punta Cana. You know what I mean? You could get, you could get an all expenses paid trip to the Dominican Republic. And who doesn't want that, Barry? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's, uh, I don't know. Have you ever been to Latin America? Have you been around? No, I've not. I've not. Oh, My little man. brother went to Colombia twice, I think he's been. Um, his wife's Colombian. Oh, um, so yeah, it's maybe somewhere I would go in the future, but no, I've never, I've never been Latin America, part of the world I've never been. Ah, uh, it's be- it's beautiful. If you ever get out of, it. you'll really like the people too. Like, I don't know, I- Irish people and Scottish people remind me of Latinos. You guys are very gregarious and funny, and like you know, loud. And yeah, you, you're, yeah. you're all pretty good at that. But yeah, yeah, you'll like it. You'll like it here. There's a lot of, actually, I think about it. I've met a lot of like Scottish people around here. They like it. They they like it a lot. It's a little too much for Americans because like Americans are, they like to talk crap behind your back, which is not really the Latino way. But uh, yeah. yeah, they here they do it to your face most of, <laughs> most of the time. Uh, That's the best way. Yeah, it's it. I appreciate it. It's like oh, can't rely on that guy. You know, <laughs> this one doesn't like me, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I really want to see the Dominican Republic, man. I'm really, uh, I, I'm not sure with my scheduling if I'm going to do the Punta Cana trip. I'd really like to with America's Card Room. They sent me a football jersey the other day because they know I'm just that. Oh, uh, yeah, where's mine? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'll, I'll, what, do, <laughs> what do you care? You want an American football jersey? you got to get hit 2,000 times before you get one of those. Once, you, yeah. once I see the MRI and I see the split going on in your cranium, I'll, I'll send you one, kid. You'll be, a, you'll, be a, you'll be an American on that day. You'll be, uh, you'll be a real one. But, I am a real American. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I just uh, totally off topic there. Have you ever watched Eastbound and Down? No, Eastbound no, I've heard it's hilarious. Ah, uh, you need to watch dude, that. Dude, I know the entire. All right, my boy, my friend, my friend who like he uh, uh, like he hooks me. He, like he buys a lot of pieces of me. One of my friends, and like he, this is like a very like cool, humble kid, right? From like a kind of a tough part of the States and he thinks eastbound and down is like the funniest thing that has ever happened. So to that effect, I now know every line from the first season because he <laughs> quotes it nonstop, right? Like I, I, there was an episode on HBO or whatever it was one day and I was like quoting the whole thing and they were like, how do you know this? I was like, I don't, I've never seen this, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I guess that's kind of ruined it for me, but yeah, we do. <laughs> it's good. Nah, you still got to do it. it is uh, I love the, what, what's the special egg kid when he's like running his mouth for Kenny Powers or whatever it was. I was just, I lost my crap when I saw oh, that. Steve, yeah, Steve. Steve. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. I, I the lost best. it. Like, man. Yeah, yeah. So there's bad. points for him where you're just like, holy shit, this is just. Kenny ridiculous. Powers says good effing luck with your career. <laughs> 
he's really good the guy that plays him some of the stuff he just gets oh so out there you're like holy shit when you watch it's funny that's my that's my people man the the worst part is that's not that far off from us like it looks like a satire it's like no no that's kind of how we talk to each other at times like it's pretty you know obviously in polite company i'm not going to do that but yeah like if we're playing like pick up basketball you'll hear the exact same crap like yo why homie but yeah all right okay uh, yeah, next next question then is from Yanis. Um, if Alex did not play poker... Oh, actually, no, I'm going to leave this one to the end. This All right. Is a good, sorry, go with the next one. The next one is from Jamie. I'm a full-time poker player, online mostly. I'm a good 40 pounds overweight, really lacking energy and motivation to play sometimes. I know weight plays an issue. Any input would be great. That's a good. <laughs> I so wanted to just respond. You're fat. <laughs> like, there's my input. Because <laughs> he didn't say I want help, right? He yeah. just said like, I know weight plays an issue. Issue. What's your like? What? <laughs> Sorry, that was so evil. <laughs> but like, no, nah, man. Uh, first of all, you're not fat. That's called good living. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people. I mean, we all eat too much. You know what I mean? There's no shame here. I, I, I just recently, my wife said, my wife, I sat on the couch, God bless Latinos, they're so direct, right? I sat down on the couch to watch TV, and she went, honey, you're fat, you got to start working out again, uh, like, yeah. you got to work out more, I was like, what, right? And she was like, you're fat, go weigh yourself, right? I was like, oh my God, right? So I go, I'm like, I haven't gained that much weight, right? And I was like, when I came to Costa Rica, I was like, uh, I think I was like 160, when I was a little healthier, I was like 175. Which, by the way, none of this means anything to you guys because you don't use this archaic <laughs> system. But, uh, God, how many kilos would that be? I guess, like, 75, 80 kilos. And then, like, you know, I got on the scale and it was like, you're 220 pounds, which is like 99 kilos. I was like, oh, my God, right? Yeah. But, I mean, here's the thing, man. I always blow up in weight. And, like, I always got to, like, we all got to take care of it in poker. It happens. And I just did this. I just cut 10 pounds, like, up. I, I weighed myself yesterday. It was, like, 208. So I celebrated with a pizza. I'm probably back to 220. But, yeah, I was, like, <laughs> I literally. But, no, I went to, I, I got I got it down, like, 10, uh, 11 pounds, right? Probably half of that was water weight, right? But, like, uh, here, here's what I do, like, every time to cut weight. And uh, you really do need to do it because it does start affecting your focus at some point. I, I, I'm not like a big like you got to be like you know I think it's kind of weird like all these like every time a guy's on TV I never see like a big guy you know what I mean it's like well most of my friends are kind of like big guys and they're really healthy you know what I mean they're not like you know they eat healthy maybe they eat a little too much but they have a ton of energy and they look happy and they go to the doctor and all their vital signs are fine you know what I mean and but I'm sure like you know, if if you use these archaic things they have on TV, uh, it, it would be like you're 20 pounds overweight. And it's like, well, no, he's not. He's a big guy. You know what I mean? Like that's fine. Like he's, yeah. you know, if he if he was really trying to cut weight and eat veggies all the time, he'd probably be like not that good. You know what I mean? He uh-huh. probably he. I think this is his natural weight. So first off, you got to make sure you know. Ask yourself how you feel. Like, do you feel like you have a lot of energy? And like. 
this isn't for everybody because this guy's already indicated. I like this guy. He's already like, it, 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 I can tell it's a problem. He's saying like, I can tell it's a problem with my motivation and energy. And that's cool, man. You've already identified the problem. That's half the deal. Um, they, they make losing weight like this big deal. I've had to lose weight and put on weight all the time. To- my pretty much my whole life for like wrestling, uh, not really for boxing, although that probably would have become more of a thing. Uh, like American football, it's a really big deal because, you, you know, if you move up a weight class, they have to put you with the other guys and stuff like that, especially when you're a kid. Because, you know, they, they you know, you, you want to be real, real safe when you're running at high speed at other people, you know, with helmets. Like, I, I th- you, you, you'd think that ship has already sailed, but not, apparently not. But anyway... I, I, I've done it all my life, and just the fact that it's, like, de- demystified to me makes it pretty easy. But I notice they really – first of all, don't tell people you're trying to lose weight because everybody and their mother has a strategy, and 90% of them suck, right? They're just really bad. This is all you got to do, okay? Like, you want to cut weight. First off, you're not dieting. You're changing your eating habits. Bad eating habits got you here. You don't want to go back, so you're not temporarily dieting. You're finding a new way to eat. The good way, the good thing is that doesn't mean you have to like be hungry or that doesn't mean you have to like eat bad. You know what I mean? I, uh, this week I lost like 12 pounds or whatever. And that's not an exaggeration, right? Uh, it was like probably 10 to 12 pounds. It's not like I didn't eat anything. I ate quite a bit every day. And that's what gave me the energy to work out. You know what I mean? And that's another thing. Like food is energy. You know what I mean? So you got to – I'd be, I be really on this, all right? First off, don't drink your calories. Uh, like that's a real easy fix, right? Just at first it's kind of weird drinking water all the time, especially if you're like Barry and you like, you know, you go to bed with your fizzy juice. But uh, you uh, – you, uh, uh, with your soda. But like once you get used to, you know, make it ice water, make it delicious. Once you get used to it, like, you're probably not going to go back, right? Just, like, just a lot of water. If you're going to have a soda, just have one a day. Let it be diet, you know, uh, or whatever. Like, uh, a lot of people don't like diet soda. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think it's, it's just like a cigarette. Like, I, <laughs> like, I don't, like, it's weird to me when people are like, diet soda is horrible. Then they, like, you know, they puff their cigarette. And it's like, all right, homie. You know what I mean? Like, vegetarians who chain smoke. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, tr- just try to drink water, drink a lot of water, drink a lot of water. A lot of people are going to be like, juice is super good with you. Like juice is loaded with sugar. All right. It's just tons of sugar. You know what I mean? Like just water, water, water. That's all you want for water. Uh, th- that's all you want is water. Uh, first thing, uh, I've noticed this helps a lot of my students, uh, get some protein in the morning, right? Uh, this, this goes back to, uh, I think Barry and I both read this in the same thing. It was like Timothy Ferris, right? And it was like, eat your, uh, if you have to have like, I had a great time at last year's PCA because I signed up for their gym and they have like these protein shakes when you go in, right? You can buy for like, you know, I'm sure some exorbitant, it was like seven bucks. I'm sure it's like 60 bucks. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it had like 30 grams of protein and it didn't have that many calories. I was like, all right, cool. Right. And I never tried these. Right. So I drank them before my, I drank them before my like workout. I was like, I feel great, dude. And then like I I was working out every day in the PCA and I didn't feel fatigued. Usually I get a little fatigued on the road. 
I felt really good and I was working out and I was playing really well. It was really a great experience. So, you know, if you have to, there's very cheap protein shakes online. Uh, I, I would, uh, you know, put that together uh, or else, you know, I start every morning with a couple eggs. Uh, don't, don't mix it with like, you know, bacon or something like that. Uh, if, if, uh, you try to cut out starches, if you're going to have starch, uh, try to make it tortillas. Uh, I've noticed like all I have, by the way, is my sample size of one, but I've noticed my, like when I eat tortillas, it like, it definitely processes a lot better than like, you know, like huge, like slabs of, uh, uh, of bread. But yeah, I would, uh, I just, you know, I mix like eggs with like tomatoes and like that, that tastes pretty good in the morning. And then, uh, let's see, as far the other thing is to make attainable goals, like everything I just gave you, you know, you can do one at a time, like every couple of days, like every three days have something new. And like, you have this momentum going as you start picking up goals. So your first three days, you're not like going to go out and be like, I'm Terminator now, man. I'm going to go do a two-hour set at the gym, right? It's like, no, the first three days, just all you drink is water. That's all you got to do, right? That's it. That's your whole goal. The next three days after that, you do the protein in the morning and the water. Then the next three days, you know, you keep adding things on and you start getting momentum. You got to exercise. Uh, it, I would just say, though, like for the first like three days, right, just 20 minutes of walking or something like that, right? If you don't exercise before, it's not going to be easy to start. So I would, I, you know, I just walk somewhere. Uh, if, if you feel that if you're feeling good on the walk, you know, just keep extending it. But make sure it's an everyday thing, right? Don't be like, oh, I walked for 40 minutes today, so I'm going to take today the next day off. No, man, you got to keep that momentum, right? Uh, just keep, you know, just keep that momentum up. And, uh, you know, you want to start working out. Weightlifting, I hate lifting weights, like, with a passion. Uh, like, I really do not enjoy, like, I really like it for stress. Like, I, I find, like, when I lift weights, like, it really takes away my stress. But, like, I'm not one of these guys who's like, I want to see how much I can bench and all this crap. I hate all that. I hate gym culture. I, I really, really abhor gym culture. It drives me up a wall, Barry, when I see, like, a fat guy come into a gym. And it, it's, like, everybody's, like, job to intimidate him. Like, there's just, like, a collective thing. And this isn't, like, one gym, right? Like, this is every gym I've ever been to. And, it like, it honestly disgusts me. Because, like, this is, like, a public health issue at this point, right? And this guy's spent his own money to take care of the issue, you know what I mean? And it's, like, I really don't like it. And it's, like, but it, it, weightlifting, you know, even if it's, like, 10-pound weights, right? Like, just something. Like, just Google, like, feel the burn with 10-pound weights. You'll probably find a, you know, actually, I think there actually is a men's health article about that recently. And it's, like... <laughs> It, you know what I mean? Like, just don't you, you don't want to stress. Baby stuff. Yeah, baby yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't want to stress yourself out, right? But just focus on, like, you're lifting weights to build a little more muscle mass, and that'll help you, like, uh, burn calories. But you, you're doing it for yourself. You're do doing it for your mood. You're not doing it to, you know, you're not doing it to look good for anyone. You're not doing it to get built. You know what I mean? You're doing it for strength. Do it for strength, Okay. And you'll feel like, you know, like, you know, and then like one day, like, 
I noticed like I was doing a interview like for poker news or whatever. I was like, whoa, I do not look like a small guy anymore. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm built or anything, but it was like, you know, eventually you will, if you want to bulk up, you'll get like a little bigger, you know what I mean? Like, but you just want to do it kind of for like stress relief. And then you it, also, it'll give you a lot more energy throughout the day. Your body just kind of, it kind of just goes, Ooh, good. You know what I mean? I wanted to use these muscles. Now we're using them. You know what I mean? And yeah, just baby steps. Uh, uh, let's see the protein, the, uh, it, it don't drink your calories. Um, you know, go, uh, I, I would really like Google what are the better fruits. Uh, because like when I eat, like, you know, if you eat like bananas all day, like bananas have a ton of, ca- I love bananas, but they got a lot of calories, you know what I mean? And there's some, you know, like if you eat a tomato, you can feel like, I guess that's a fruit in some definition, but like you, you can feel like, oh, this is way better for me. You know what I mean? You feel a lot better. And, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, I would, uh, you know, I would, if you're going to get like a starch, uh, I find like the big like breads and donuts and cookies and that crap. That's what really slows you down. But like rice or like tortillas, like that doesn't really, you know, there's a lot of people who are like cut out carbs completely. I don't think that's like a really good idea. Uh, I I don't, I'm not like a big fan of that, but like, I find like if you just eat like a little rice with one of your meals, it's pretty good. Uh, But yeah, it's uh, if you're hungry, you know, like, I bulk up on the protein, right? And, uh, like, just, like, black beans, uh, like, simple chicken, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, like, it's not as hard as a lot of people make it out to be, you know what I mean? And, like, if you don't like running, just walk, you know what I mean? Get podcasts you apparently listen to podcasts because we're doing this but like you know get podcasts on anything you're interested in and like it's a very like i think it's a great way to learn just like listening to things while you're uh like i um i listened to a couple podcasts when i was working out like when i got sober like it was hell on earth right and my body was just wrecked right like I, I was probably down to like 150, 160 pounds, which means like now I'm like 70 pounds heavier and it wasn't like good weight loss. I was like gaunt, right? Like I, I was just not looking good and, and I had to like work out every day and I would listen to these podcasts and, you know, and it was like, it was a guy, you know, it was guys that really respected and they were talking about, you know, there, one was like a doctor and he was talking about mental health issues and addiction medicine that the guy's doctor drew, right? And the other guy was Adam Carolla, who's like a former contractor who, uh, you know, he became like a comedian, but he, he just became like an all around badass, right? Like he's, he, he builds his own houses. He builds his own warehouses. He, uh, he just released his first documentary and it's like heralded in like the art house world, right? Like, but he also makes like very campy comedies that are just like v- extremely, like they're very funny, but they're they're very much you know they're not gonna they're not gonna get in the art house section of the New York Times. It's just not gonna happen. It's very grotesque humor and stuff like that. And it's like the guy just does what he wants to do, right? And he has a very can-do attitude. And as I was like, you know, I had to spend a lot of time like getting back in shape, you know. But like you're listening to these people and you're getting motivated. It like really does change how you think. You know what I mean? 
So find whoever it is you respect who does a podcast and like, you know, just, you know, try to get into that mentality every time you're doing it. Like just go on long walks. And if you feel like running, go for a run. You know what I mean? Drink uh, and drink lots of water. I guess that's the big thing. And I'm trying to think. And you think of anything, Barry? Uh, How else can we help this young man? For me, I mean, I was at my peak. Uh, I was 18 stone 9. Um, what is that in pounds? <laughs> How would I know, dude? I'm just saying, I'm, check. I'm, no, not, I'm, uh, not, I'm not doing a bare-knuckle boxing match in the 1860s. Yeah. I don't know what my stone was. <laughs> <laughs> what is it times? Uh, 14 pounds equals plus 9. It's about 260 pounds. Woo-hoo! That's a, right. So, wait, you guys still use stone in Scotland? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, that's crazy. You guys, like, know pounds, though, right? Because we got that from England, right? Is that your... Uh, do, yeah, pounds. Pounds and stones. So yeah, yeah, 18, yeah. 18 stone nine is... There's 14 Jeez. pounds in a stone, so... Yeah, I was 18 stone nine at my peak when I was, like... Try to think how old I was. Let me think. 2004, I think. Nice, man. 2004, and that would have been... I would have been, like, 21, I think. 20, 20, 21. So the last and time you were in China, you were afraid they were going to eat you, right? Like, no, 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 because here here we go. I got down to 12 stone 8, which is... Whoa. <laughs> see, 12 times. <laughs> I really should know 12 times 14 off the top of my head. No, I was doing it plus that, plus, plus the 8. I got down to like 176. Nice, man. Um, and you know I'm about six foot, like tall. Yeah. Um, so I, I got down to that, and that took about a year. I lost that in a year. Um, and that was—I mean, don't get me wrong—you know that was early twenties. And the biggest thing for me was, as Alex jokes about, the fizzy juice, the soda. I cut that down. Um, cut it completely. Uh, started drinking lots of ice water with just sliced lemon in it oh, for a little bit of yeah. like thing. And um, I did that, and I also really I didn't cut out carbs, but I really cut them down. When I was cooking in the house, I'd maybe just cook like a steak with some salad or you know fresh green beans and things like That's that, right. like good stuff. Basically, just trying not process stuff, just cooking like grilling a bit of meat, whether it was fish chicken or beef and then salad or whatever. Anyway, long story short, I got down to 12.8 and then I bounced right back up. <laughs> uh, from about four years after it, I sort of maintained that sort of weight for about four or five years. And then uh, 2008 to like, you know, present day almost, uh, started really like putting the weight on again because just your your habits keep back in. Drinking yeah. more soda, uh, eating out a lot, takeaway, you know, stuff yeah, like that. Exactly. When you're working on the computer, sitting in the house, uh, I had a few injuries, so that, like, stopped me. I used to be really heavily into the running, and when I was, you know, playing football, like, three, four times a week, indoor football, and I was also playing on a Saturday, like, outdoor and stuff. So I was getting in lots of exercise, doing things I enjoyed. And, yeah, injuries and stuff just stopped it, and don't get me wrong, it's not an excuse. You don't need to sit and stuff your face, but I like my foods, you know, and I like going out for night, nice foods and restaurants and stuff. So over the past, like, five, six months, I've dropped a bit away. I've probably dropped about 10, 11 pounds as well. I need to weigh myself again. But 
like I don't even really go on the way in regularly. I, I, I do that every like few months or something. So you can, if you start monitoring your weight like every day or every week and stuff like that, it just gets ridiculous. Yeah, it um, does. I think it's more about how you feel and how clothes <clears> fit <throat> and things like that. Um, so yeah, I was I was doing lots of walking, you know, an hour and a bit. Um, actually, that's what I did as well as drink all the water the first time. I was I was walking about an hour at least every night, or if not every second night. And it's amazing how quick it came off. I was at university at the time. I went back after the summer holidays, like maybe, I think it was three, four months holiday. You get like 12 weeks holiday back to uni. And uh, people were like, holy shit, like, what have you been doing? Like, you've, you've lost loads of weight. You look great. And when people say that, it was motivation to lose more and stuff, you know? So oh, yeah, I, myself, I, I myself just now, I'm, I'm like fighting it back. And I... Because of my like ankle injuries, I find running and stuff. When I like, I was playing football up until recently again, like one night a week, and for the next day and the day after, the, my ankle was in agony. So oh. I've 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 had to like leave off that and just do the walking. But the walking's just as good if you go out and do a, an hour walk, brisk squat, like you say, listen to music or a podcast or whatever, and keep up the other stuff. It does start coming off, but it's a long process, and it does get harder as you get older and stuff as well. Um, so yeah, if I could yeah. if I could emphasize anything, it's for like energy. You know what I mean? Like, how do you feel? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I've never really cared. Like, I've gotten a little, like, I've put on a lot of weight since I came to Costa Rica, but I don't. You know, like, you know, when I go into the body mass index, they're like, oh, you're a few pounds overweight. And I'm like, piss off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, you know, like, I'm a bigger guy. That thing wasn't made. Like, I'm, you know, I have broader shoulders. Like, that, that thing yeah. is not made for me. You know what I mean? Like, if you, I got down to the weight you guys got me down to, it, you know, I'd probably be fine, but I, I, I probably would look a little gaunt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is not what I want, right? I'd rather have a few extra pounds and feel great, you know? And, uh, yeah. There, but the big thing is like you're doing this to feel better, and it like it just feels good. Like even lifting just a couple weights, walking a little better, your body is gonna thank you. At first, it's gonna panic. By the way, when you cut out, like let's say you're really into like, you know, like cookies and energy bars that aren't really energy bars, and you're really into like donuts or whatever it is. And by the way, I love all this crap. Like I, it's still the bane. Of my waist, you get you get me hungry. Yeah, I'm yeah. hungry now. Yeah, <laughs> like I love. Well, like I, I mean, like they have like coffee time here in Costa Rica, and like you know, like half the time I do it, they come here with just like a, a baguette and like donuts and stuff, and I'm like, guys, like you know, like this is the nut low for us right here, okay? Like, but yeah, and it's like I love that stuff. But, like, at first your body's probably going to cry out. Like, it wants its, like, little, like, carb starch addiction. But, like, day 10 or whatever, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I feel better, right? And just focus on that feeling and try to remember how you felt at your worst. Like, that's the big thing. Like, when I, uh, when I was, like, getting sober, right, there was a lot of times, like, your body's, like, crying out. Like, you, you want to go get high, right? You want to you wanna, you wanna get loaded, kid. You know you do, right? I would just remember like my lowest moments like how I felt like the pain in the pit of my stomach knowing I was going to vomit again right mm. or whatever right and then I would feel my body the second after that like how like even though it was taut it was very like in balance and even though it was like expelling it was like feeling a lot healthier and it was like it, it was quite a contrast and you're really trying to break addiction here 
to like fatty foods probably, you know what I mean? And it's not really, uh, I it, think sugar's the biggest one that a yeah, lot of sugar. people don't speak about. It. Sugar is the one that is addictive. Um, the sugar highs and stuff like that. And people will think, oh, it's low calorie, but you know, if you take a tin of Coke, it's, I think it's like 146 or 156 calories in like a 330 mil Coke. That's insane. You know, if you get it. So, um, but the sugar is something like 36 or 39 grams, which is like nine teaspoons of sugar or something. And that is where, you know, it comes from, the sugar. Yeah, it's and it's crazy. hard to process. And it's, well, like, to yeah. me, to this day, like, when I go to the States, like, I drink black coffee, right? Like, that's what I drink. And, like, I love the taste of coffee. To me, it's like a fine cognac, like a really good coffee, you know what I mean? And, like... I understand, like, a little, you know, like, in Costa Rica, they'll put, like, a dash of milk. They'll put, like, a little sugar, right? But, like, uh, I'm not into that. But, like, I mean, you know, I feel you. I'll make, you know, I'll make the coffee. I'll help you with it. But, like, when I go to the States and, like, I go into Starbucks and it's, like, you know, it's, like, people, like, on the way to their job, you know, at, like, some high-tech firm or whatever. And it's, like, they're they're buying a milkshake, right? Like, they're essentially buying a milkshake that's coffee-flavored, right? And they're, Uh like, you know. To me, I, it's weird to me. It's like, and it's got the, all the whipped cream and the caramel syrup and all that. I'm like, yeah. dude, this is not a morning drink, right? And then I have to remember, my country made this company like one of the like top five stocks. You know what I mean? And it, yeah. Like that to me is just like, it, I mean, I could understand this like once in a while, like in the afternoon, like man, it's a hot day. Let's go get a nice coffee. Like that sounds really nice, but like every morning, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like that. The, that, to me, that's like crazy, and it's like if you—I don't know—you really have to kind of break your addiction to sweets. Uh, you can get like—I uh, I guess that's where fruit comes in, right? Like just getting like good fruits, and then yeah. like that—you know—that'll kind of like satiate it. It's uh, they, like uh, they obviously don't want to eat too many of them, but like, uh, but like when you eat an apple, like you don't. It's not like overwhelmingly sweet, but you kind of at the end feel like, okay, that's satiated. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. I feel fine now. I, I think, okay, we've beaten this to death, but this was fun. No, this yeah. a, <laughs> Godspeed, man. You'll feel way better. Just one thing at a time, slow, steady development. The only person you're trying to be better than is yourself yesterday. Okay. That's it. Like that every day, just trying to beat your, beat the person you were yesterday get a little further ahead you know that's it good advice um okay last question for this show uh this is the one i was nearly right up for it's quite a good one to end it on especially we kind of semi-touched on this at the start it's from janus and it's uh if alex did not play poker what would he do for a living now so poker stops tomorrow you have your savings but you can't do anything at all related to poker Poker does now not exist in the world. Man, that's crazy. That's uh, man, it was just here yesterday. What happened? It was. <laughs> I thought the first like hypothetical question was like, "What if you never found poker?" And that was almost like a, I don't know. In my head, that was like, "Man, that's way more interesting." I don't even know, because like I don't know. I guess we kind of touch on this. Like if poker, if poker finished like tomorrow. I, I guess I'd just go to writing again, you know, I, I, I got paid to write when I was like 14, like I, I was a paid music reviewer, I was a paid uh, video game reviews are what I did probably the best, uh, that, 
It was uh, Rotten Tomatoes used to have a video game section. You could look up the criti- at critic Alexander Fitzgerald, but I think it's gone now. If you wanted to see woefully bad 14-year-old writing of mine, you could check it out. And there was, like, some pretty funny pictures in there. But, like, I think that's gone now. But I, I still think, like, if you Google, like, Alexander Fitzgerald gaming target, you can, like, look at, like, the probably the biggest site I wrote for. And, you know, like, I, I probably go back to just, like, writing, you know what I mean? I probably, I entertain the notion in my head, like, uh, what if I won the WPT and I just wanted to be a self-published writer, right? First off, everybody would be really sad, like, ah, oh, you're not going to be doing, you know, like, the webinars as much anymore. You're not going to be doing the personal lessons as much anymore. But let's say I wrote, like, my definitive book on poker, right? Like, I went from, like, soup to nuts, how to play No Limit Hold'em, everything I know, right? That would probably do way more for way more players, right? But I don't know if it'd make me that much money because I'm sure it'd get pirated to kingdom come. But, like, uh, it's uh, it, it, it's like – by the way, I was doing a lesson recently, and I saw a bunch of my videos on a guy's laptop. I'm like, uh, what's your email address? And he, like, you could tell I caught him. And he was like – you know, I was like, well, you bought the lesson. So, you know, I wasn't mad at him because he – bought a lesson but i was like all right you know like there that there that is right like because i knew he didn't pay for it right but uh yeah like uh you know if i did like the soup to nuts manual that would just last forever you know what i mean like when they go back when they go back and they finally like go to the historicity i guess is the word i've heard but like they go to the historical account of poker if they could see that they go oh yeah this guy was like a coach at this time and this is what he left right whereas now it's kind of like you know it's all up in the air and it's a bunch of different twitch broadcasts and it's a bunch of different webinars and stuff like that and it's like yeah i'd like to be like a self-published author i'd love to i don't want to go through traditional publishers because i don't know i just i think i do everything better myself and i'd mm-hmm. rather control everything i mean like i've been publishing like i think it's like 10 different magazines right And, like, my experience with every editor has been so bad. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, well, we have an opinion on how to do this. Well, that makes the article read like crap. So you can either have your own opinion in a bad article or you can follow what I do and it will look good, right? And – but anyhow, uh, I'd like to have my own control over it. Yeah, I would probably – like, man, I'd I'd try to write, like, the great science fiction novel. I'd like to – like I mean, the great like dystopian science fiction novel. I don't I don't really care about like spaceships flying through space and green women, or any of that. But like I like to write like, you know I I really like to learn how to write fiction. Like I really enjoy fiction, reading fiction, learning about how to write fiction, stuff like that. I really like to write like a lot of nonfiction, like just uh-huh. a lot of like you know like hey this is, you know this is how I was like. A normal dude and now how I you know I have like the home and like <laughs> Costa Rica and the wife and all this stuff and it's not you know it's not intelligence it's just seeing the angles and I mean I guess this kind of leads me into what I was thinking is like there's a lot of times I think of like what would I have done if like poker just didn't you know like if poker wasn't a thing you know what I mean it was just and you think about it poker was around for a really long time and it didn't really catch on, you know what I mean? People weren't really into it. Like, I remember, like, as a kid, they'd play the WSOP, like, at 3 in the morning on ESPN. You'd be like, what is this, man? Like, this is goofy, man. People staring at each other in sunglasses. You know, you'd be... 
it's like, I mean, like, obviously I know, like, probably in any logical world, like, poker would have caught on, but I always wonder, like, what would I have done if I was born in the 70s? You know what I mean? Like, I was just, like, a total geek. You know what I mean? Like, just buried in my books. It's like, uh-huh. you know, poker is just, like, something that goes on at, like, card rooms, and I'm, like, a notoriously, like, slow learner. You know, like, I I don't think I would have made it, man. I, I don't think I would would have made it and then there's also like the medical technology right there's like uh there's you know there's a lot of pills that like make someone like me normal now like i I literally like can't sleep can't like i'm kind of uh like i used to like self-medicate quite a bit because i literally like couldn't sleep like period right like every medication didn't work right finally they found the one that worked i stopped self-medicating you know it was like it's fine but like you know, they, just as long ago as, like, 20 years ago, that stuff didn't exist, you know? <laughs> it was like, uh-huh. so it's like, it's kind of crazy to think of, like, what it'd be like. Uh, but, yeah, I probably, you know, I probably write. I probably, uh, I guess that's, like, if it ended tomorrow, like, that was it. Like, yeah, I'd probably just write and, uh, you know, chill out. I pro- <laughs> probably have a lot less, no, I probably have a lot of stress, but I probably, <laughs> probably have a lot less than I do now. Not that I... Would you- would you never sort of like think about like transferable skills for maybe something like trading or sports betting trading you know trading the sports bet markets like you can do and stuff you yeah. know and bet fair and things like that i i I'll tell you all a secret i i have like i have very little passion for like just like gambling in like those professional those professional formats you know what I mean like I could not care less about sports. Like, I watch, like, the random, I, I, I watch, you know, like, I watch, like, the random, like, playoff game or whatever, but, like, my, you know, my my friends are always amazed in Vegas, they'll, like, you know, they'll bring up, like, some, like, famous dude, you know, in the States, I'm like, who? You know, it's like, man, that's, like, the best, like, basketball player we got right now, and I'm like, yeah, I have no idea, man, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't care, I don't, you know, I got my own thing, and I don't think I could get into it, like, I really don't like it took so long to get into poker and I'm like, so uh, it, it took so long and it's like, I really have no desire to go back to start. You know what I mean? I'm sure I could get good at it or something like maybe I'd be into like this. Uh, I, I Maybe I'd be into like trading and stuff, but I also know like most traders are like full of it. You know what I mean? But like, I mean, I guess, you know, if I could learn from the right people, which I think would be very, very difficult. Right. There's very, like, I've read a lot about trading uh, just to see how it applies to poker. And I, 99% of these people are full of it and they're running good. Like, I fully believe with all my heart most of these guys are running good, right? And there's only, yeah. like, a few guys who are like, I don't know anything, right? And that was kind of why I was attracted to, like, what was it? Tony Robbins put out that cheesy book money master the game right but it was like all the guys they interviewed were very like i don't really know a whole lot of anything right but i know how to like limit my stupidity right like this is my investing strategy that really like limits the downsides you know when i screw up right and then it really exacerbates the upsides and it's like i'd really like to learn from someone like that but, you know, obviously there's not many people like that. And, like, most traders I made are just, like, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. There's there actually, you know, there's I probably, yeah, actually, you make a point. I do know one trader who's, like, one of the best guys I know. 
I would learn from him, but like I think like he's still like coming up, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like he it, it, it's one of those things like it, it, I don't know if I I'd really like to go through the process of like because like I know how hard that was in poker and poker's like a very fixed game. Like there it's 52 cards and you always know which ones can come. And yeah. like it's still so difficult to find somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. And mm-hmm. and then if you do find someone who obviously knows what they're talking about, it's even less of a percentage of them who can actually explain it to you. And then from that, it's an even lesser percentage of them who can explain it to you in a fashion you'll understand, right? There's a lot of guys, yeah. there's a lot of like Leighton Asperger uh, like savants who just cannot explain what they're doing. And like, you'll just sit there like throwing your head against the wall. And it's like, yeah, I would, uh, I would, I don't know. I'd want to do something more creative, more me. So yeah, I probably, you know, I write, I, I mean, I bet I could make good money just writing about the random crap I've seen on the tour. You know what I mean? Like it, it is pretty bizarre when we, like I, I've given you guys some of the, like, like, I, I have a bunch of stuff I want to write. I want to write, like, this essay collection, and, like, the tentative mine and a name in my mind would be just illness, right, would be the name of it, right? And I would just want to write about every messed up thing I'd ever seen on the tour because I was in a lot of different countries in a lot of the, like, former Soviet bloc and, like, China and stuff, and I saw some messed up stuff, right? And, like, mm. you know, and, like... Uh, also, just like, uh, you know, I saw a lot of stuff in the States, and I was just, like, thinking, you know, like, just capturing the emotions you feel at that time, like, that's something that would really invigorate me, right? Like, that's something I would love to wake up at, like, 8 in the morning, and, like, I would love to tackle that, right? You know what I mean? Just to explain what it was like to see that stuff, you know what I mean? And how that changed. Because when I first went on the tour, I had the I had the belief that most people were good. I, I really believed most people were good and most people were decent. You know, I had to completely ignore 4,000 years of human history that had been documented. But okay, I, uh, I believe most people were good. And when I came off the tour, I was like, there is no chance people are good. And like this was, I toured the entire states. I toured the entire earth. I didn't think people were necessarily bad, but I thought people were lazy. And I thought they took the easiest route. Almost always. And pretty much everything I saw in every culture confirmed that. Like everything, you know what I mean? And like to write about that, I think would be very profound to myself and to like other people. Because like, yeah, I think that shapes your entire political views and stuff too. You know what I mean? How you view the world. And I think if you go in with the assumption of people are not necessarily bad, but they're not going to do good for you unless, Mm -hmm. you know they're really good people, you know what I mean? So you've got to hold on to the good people much, much more because they're not exactly expendable. I think that helps you create a much better life, and I think that helps you realize what you're trying to do in life much more. And I wouldn't want people to go through what I went through <laughs> to learn that, you know what I mean? But I think, like, like it would be ve- I'd be very passionate about, like, bringing that to people's attention, you know what I mean? And with self-publishing now, you get to keep, like, 70% of the profit. So, and I'm, yeah, yeah and it's like, I don't want to, do- every time I talk to a publisher, they're like, okay, we don't want to market anything. We don't want to do anything. We want you to engage your platform. We want you to do all the work. And at the end of the day, we'll give you 10%. It's like, okay. 
<laughs> where do I sign up? Like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. cool, man. I'll never have anything more than my advance, and then, you know, my family will starve. Good times, right? And it's like, you know, yeah, yeah. but, I mean, I'm going to start getting into this stuff anyway. We've compiled, like, every article of mine uh, recently, and right now I'm, like, reading through them. And I'm, like, I'm trying to, like, edit them for, like, you know, try to get them in all the same, like, style guide. And then, like, yeah. add my notes at the end. Like, okay, this was super applicable, you know, back then. But right now it only applies to this market or something like that. And I think, you know, we're going to test out, like, how, how it goes, like, self-publishing. But hopefully, you know, hopefully it works out. I spent a lot of money getting Spanish subtitles for Why Ape Styles is Right, right? And I, like, I did, like, five tests. And, like, you know, I sent the subtitles to a few people. I was like, just watch through it. Tell me if there's any, like, glaring inaccuracy. And they were like, no, it's cool, right? So then I put it out on sale, and we got, like, two sales. And uh, I'm, yet everybody has it on their computer. Every, it's kind of funny. Every Latino seems to have a copy of Why Ape Styles is Right Now with subtitles. Funny how that works. You know what I mean? So, like, if it goes like that, you know. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't need to make a lot of money, but we got to make something, you know, and it's like if it goes like that, we obviously maybe we have to take a different tack. But it, I'm excited to make the experiment. We found like, you know, we found the guys who can edit everything and all that. And it, it's looking fun, man. It's like it, it's it's pretty cool, man. I just like these. I like just I like new adventures. I don't I'm really passionate about like talking. I really love to hear myself talk, Barry. That's in <laughs> the written form. Wow, well, this is this is this is the venue for yeah, that. Yes, sir. In the yeah. written form as well. When I'm done like uh nine off your earlobes with my ranting, I can do it <laughs> I can do it through the written word. And maybe you can change my nasally drone into a, you know, Morgan Freeman's baritone, man. <laughs> like with the written oh, yeah, words. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, man. Uh, okay, so that's the end of this show. Uh, if you want to get your own questions in for Alex to answer next time, send them in by email, questions at com, or tweet them to at com at O-N-E-O-U-T-E-R-D-O-T-C-O-M, or join the Facebook group, or if you're already in there, post them in there. Um, or post them on the Facebook fan page. Any of that, we'll get them. They'll find its way into the the funnel, and they will be read out eventually on, on a show. Alex, how can people get in touch with you for details of all your lovely stuff uh, on offer? All your wares. Yeah, all my wares, man. And like, yeah. By the way, thank you all again for listening to this podcast. I was in super ranty mode today. I really appreciate how y'all like listen and come say hi and all that stuff like uh, for you know i mean just <laughs> like you know going from like when i was a kid like you know it literally couldn't fi- like couldn't the heater didn't work like during the winter like in the northwest when it's like snowing outside and you're like pasting like uh y- you know you're like putting like a tarp over the window to hopefully get some heat to going from that to having you guys like go into these like 5k 10k events and having you people come up to me and like say hi and all that it's like it means the world to me and i just wanted to say god bless i really appreciate that i realized i got really preachy today and the fact that i get to talk to y'all at all is pretty cool right so yeah i would uh if you want to get a hold of me uh write me at assassinocochi at gmail.com we'll try to get back to you like really quick uh you know pretty much any question you can put through there uh you can tweet me at the assassinato 
and that really is me there. That's not my assistant. Uh, because it goes to my cell phone. I see it pretty quick, and I respond to everything. Uh, the email just loads up, so my assistant, you know, he, sam- he sends out, you know, hey, what's this article, and he sends it out and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, you can g- catch me on Twitter, at The Assassin. I'll be sure to follow my site, PokerEdrush.com. That's kind of the more fun one where, you know, there's pretty much links to everything. There's blogs. There's tons of blogs. Uh, because I, I I can never stop ranting. There's tons of strategy articles. There's like rap battles. There's all that good stuff. There's uh you know like reviews of movies and you know just goofy stuff that's going on in our world. And then you know my friends like Jack Welch, I come in and they write something. We get occasionally we get like you know interviews with cool people like Carlos Welch. So you know be sure to check it out. And uh, also check out my Twitch.tv slash The Assassin Auto. Be sure to favorite that channel, and you'll get a notification every time I'm streaming. And you'll get to, you know, you'll get to watch, uh, you'll get to watch how the how it's done. You know, I was gonna, I always say how the fudge is packed as a joke, but then everybody's, like, <laughs> you know, that, I'm starting to get weird looks now every time I do it. They're like, okay, it was mm-hmm. funny the first two times, Alex, but you know, no, it's just weird. No, it's yeah, just weird, right? <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, come come check it out, and like. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you get to watch me play like deep in these tournaments, play for like ten, twenty k. Some of these times, like I think the most we ever played for on cam was like fifty thousand or something like that. And you know, you get to see every decision, man. It's like only a fifteen minute delay, so like it's pretty much as it's happening, and you get to hear my analysis of every hand, and it's free, man. It's free, and right right now I'm gonna leave it while I'm working for a couple weeks, and I can't stream as much because I'm at, I'm out in the States again, I'm leaving all the videos open to the public, uh, for a little while. And like, just for like a couple weeks, then we're going to, you know, it's going to be subscribers only after that, but yeah, be sure to check it out. And, uh, you know, you can watch my streams and, you know, it's pretty much just, it's fun, man. It's really fun. I, I have a lot of fun making them and a lot of people enjoy watching them. So be sure to check it out. And on twitch.tv, uh, you can slash the assassinato. You can see like all the deals we got going on, all the free articles and stuff. It's all underneath the stream. And uh, it, so, yeah, if you're trying to get a deal on anything, go ahead and check that out or write us at assassinatocoaching at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, uh, you want to sign up for a private lesson, write us at the email or there's uh, the link on pokerheadrush.com for private consultation. And, uh, yeah, finally, you want to play with me on America's Card Room, just sign up through the link on this site. And uh, I, I think it's one of the softest sites around. It's, uh, it's got really good software. I really like it. Uh, you know, you can play million-dollar tournaments. They're going to have five of them coming up. It's going to be a great time. And then there's, like, free Punta Cana satellites. You know, it's, it's great, man. It's great. And if you're real cool, they'll send you a football jersey with your name on it. So be sure to sign up. And there's no promo code or anything. Just sign up through the link. Go to go to rewards. Go to Rakeback, and you'll see how much you're, you know, how much, how much you're loading up. And it's uh, you know, it's a it's a good time, man. So be sure. And also, I'm uh, you can get free training if you sign up. If you write me at assassinocoaching at gmail dot com, and you say, hey, I signed up through your link. Uh, this is my sign in name. This is my email address. If you signed up and made a deposit, and I can confirm you made a deposit, you get a free copy of You Flat Too Much, Dissecting the Donk Bet. Uh, that's a check raise fool 
are why Pisagno is right. Any one of those to you is a free gift as a thank you from me for you guys signing up. So take advantage of the free training, all this stuff we got out there. And I'm sorry, I'm really going on. Follow me. <laughs> Check out my training site, cardrunners.com. Promo code FREEMONTH, all capital letters. Get two months access to 2,000 plus videos from myself, Matthew Jonda, and the sickest of all time, Ape Styles. Just $30. Promo code FREEMONTH, all capital letters. And yeah, we good, man. We're good. All right. Now, the Assassinato Edition socks are still at the mill. They'll be out in about two and a half weeks. <laughs> You know, the mill. The mill. The mill. Still at the mill. I don't know. What would that be? What would that be called? Yeah, the mill. I think it's the mill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like I'm in dingy. I'm in I'm in a dingy yeah. industrial district. Sweatshop. Yeah. Sweatshop. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, all right, all right. Okay. <laughs> Until the next time, even though this one will be out after he's been to WPT, I think we all wish Alex good luck at the WPT and hopefully comes back with some I'm sure you'll have stories regardless but let, let's get a run, let, let's do it let's do it for the people let's um, do it, let, let's do it, let's do it. alright, good luck Alex and we'll speak to you when you're back thank you, cheers Cheers. the Free Buy Super Series is back from August 28th to September 6th America's Card Room will host the Free Buy Super Series 2 where you can compete for your share of $150,000 guaranteed prize pool absolutely free. Every one of the 57 events in the Free Buy Super Series is free to enter with guaranteed prize pools starting at $500 and spiral all the way up to the $20,000 main event. Where else can you win a share of $150,000 prize pools without spending a penny? Visit America's cardroom.com today.